0: Uma.
1: It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maceiolik here in the studio with Carl, Mark Miller, Richard Campbell, and Karen Greenwald announcing show number seven. Hey, Carl, I gotta have more cowbell. Mondays is produced by Quap Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.plop.com. And now the man who just flew in from St. Louis, and boy, are his arms ah, Fuck it, Carl Franklin, ah, baby.
2: That's right. You're Ooh. listening to the Barry White Sexy Boys Hour.
3: <laughs> That's a really good Barry White. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have
1: to give him a little more bass. <laughs> All right,
2: baby. <laughs> no, actually, I can't do that. I can't do it. I go. Hello, baby. No, wait a minute. That's not good. <laughs> Ooh, uh,
1: hey, Barry, you're looking writers. awfully white today.
4: <laughs>
1: I got the fever. There you go. I need more
2: cowbell. All right. Well, anyway, how you doing, nerds? Everybody.
5: Hey, We're
6: still out here.
2: I wish you'd stop calling me that, man. <laughs> Does that
5: offend you? Uh. Yeah, man. I, I spent years in therapy to get over that. Uh. Uh.
2: You're, you're bringing back the whole nightmare again. Welcome to Mondays. I am your host, Carl Franklin, and uh, Karen is here. Karen Greenwald in the studio.
3: I'm in the studio. And
2: thank you
1: for that, Karen.
2: You're yes.
3: welcome, Jeff. It's only for you that I come in and not call in.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, you see, it's, it's okay <laughs> when people who know what they're doing call in. Like, you know, for example, Richard. But, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine if I called in the nightmare <laughs> like that would be since I'm yeah. barely functional? Well, and I don't no know. I'm not,
5: good job, Karen. Keep keep talking about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear what Jeff wants to talk about I right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you know,
1: I know that I know that Mark is is supposed to be good with his technical stuff, but uh, he's not. So, Karen, what were you saying about that
5: other stuff earlier? I was, was pretty I interesting think to Mark, me. Mark,
3: I think you're really good at the technical stuff, comparatively like, speaking, to say you me. You know, that's
2: good. I think we're done with this topic now. We can move on. Karen, did you hear last week's show? No. Oh, but you don't really know what we're talking about, no. I don't think.
3: No, I don't. But um, I haven't <laughs> figured out how to un- download the show yet.
2: Okay. It's, it's well, you're in a class by yourself then, but we'll talk about because He actually does. <laughs> And is supposed to know how to use a microphone, at least. Wait,
5: wait, wait, wait. Don't we have something else that's important, like the show we got to get to? I think that's more important. I don't think people really want to hear about, you know. <laughs> oh, what did they, you fuck up
3: last week, Mark? His entire let's, let's track. Let's focus on the
1: future.
5: See, see Mark, it Mark, <laughs> uh, was like days ago. You guys are still holding on to it like
2: some kind of grudge, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're holding on to
1: it. It's a grudge. The
2: funny thing is, I had just published a new Pwop website, and I had sent a bunch of people to it. And all over the Pwop website is, you know audio quality superior to that of most podcasters you know we we have the, <laughs> like the best quality the best quality audio and we take our time to make it right and stuff. And.
1: and then Mark sends us this track that's a little bit like, as to quote uh, Robin Williams, a killer whale farting in a wind tunnel. <laughs> Which I think I may have used that on the show before. Give us
2: a little uh, a clip of what want. You, you want
1: a, a demonstration? Of we'll what say. it
2: sounded like before you actually yeah, cleaned before, it up.
1: Before I cleaned up the track, it sounded a lot like... Feces <laughs> everywhere.
5: It was a lot like that. Well, I don't understand what the problem was. I thought you said it sounded like ass. That sounds fine to me. That sounded good. What are you guys complaining about?
2: Hey, Richard, how you been this week?
6: Oh, I've been great, man. I'm single parenting all week. My wife is in Italy. Wow. wow. Yeah. I can can feel my credit cards catching fire.
3: (laughs) I used to live there. Oh, really? Where'd you live? Milano. Really? She is in Milan. No. Is she a fashion model?
6: Yeah, although apparently the weather is dreadful right yeah, now. Yes, it's, 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 it's really it's, bad.
3: It's, Milan in this weather is not good at all. Mm, not good. Yeah,
6: yeah. So, I, don't, yeah, I told her everybody's jealous of her except me. I like being at home. Home,
2: good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Ma Milano, good too. But Milan well, you is know,
2: nice. Karen, you are Italian. I am Italian. You're, what's your main
3: name? Mangiacotti.
2: Now that's the the tastiest last name I think Do I've ever heard. Do you know what heard. it means? Uh, eat cheese I don't know Eat it hot Holy
3: crap Ooh. <laughs> For real Non dente Non cruda Eat it hot
5: Because the alternative To eat it cold Is not as good
3: <laughs> No no. crudo. nice
1: Eat it hot Wow
3: Karen Eat it hot, mangi Man, That's man a- I
5: cannot believe your husband's going to let you go, go get that guy, man.
3: <laughs> I can't believe
5: it. Man, if you were talking like that to me, I'd be like, no, fuck no, you can't have that other guy. <laughs>
3: oh, oh. Will <laughs> yes i know who you're talking oh, about no. don't think i don't know that no my guy. husband's uh, in asia he's completely not even in the picture at the moment so we'll F- i'm who? all over the will ferrell <laughs> scene because it's like three weeks we're and going he on can't
2: download the show either so we have nothing to worry
3: about <laughs> no um i just want to remind everyone that do you know he's uh, anchorman is like have you seen anchorman no is no. this a new
5: movie i, I will actually ferrell? did so want to see anchorman it's so I have seen anchorman.
3: good didn't you love it
5: this is like well, this is like porn for Karen. Yes,
6: he did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Anchorman 14 times.
6: Yeah, I, I I loved it the same way ramming my head into a wall, you know, is something I love. It's
3: a little bit no, it's a little bit like it was written by twelve year olds, but isn't it? I thought it was great. <laughs> well,
6: that's because Will Farrell is a twelve year
2: old.
3: I know. Oh, what does that say about me then? <laughs> That's yeah, so what nice. does it say about you? <laughs> uh, la, la, la.
2: And now we're going to do the spot on the show where Karen uh, reviews another Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> we're going to have to go down to, like, reviewing episodes of Saturday Night Live because there aren't that many movies. <laughs> oh,
2: man.
5: For You know, for folks who are listening to this show for the first time, Karen wants Will Ferrell really badly, <laughs> As permission from her husband. I have Husband says, months. if you can get Will Ferrell in six months... You got him. Five left. So five she's got left. five left. Is that right? Yeah. Four and a half, five? <laughs> wow. It's so, been a so slow Karen, month. Karen, what <laughs> steps have you taken since last month to get Will Ferrell? How much closer are you?
3: Well, do you know there's a fan club?
5: Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I, there I, is. I did not know that.
3: Yeah, So there he's is. got more
5: than just you. One he fan. Hasn't. So there's a little competition.
3: <laughs> no. I'm not <laughs> even the president or <laughs> the vice president. I don't even hold an office on the Will I Ferrell. I know how thing, you can get his
2: attention, how? actually. If you compile statistics on his movies like really accurate statistics on like how many times he said this word and that word and <laughs> yeah. okay. and and just completely obsessive kind of statistics and then mail him a package
3: <sighs> and <laughs> then uh, right. get a restraining order <laughs>
2: The number of times he blinked his eyes. Right. I think you'll definitely get his attention.
6: Yeah,
3: I probably would. But what are the... Really, Carl, you know me. You, I'm the one who sat outside for like 15 minutes before I realized the door was open. What are the chances I compile accurate statistics on things? Well, yeah.
6: I don't
3: know. <laughs> you know, Not, nobody
5: said they had
6: to be accurate. They just have to look obsessive compulsive. That's
3: it. Oh, okay. That's it. Then I'm definitely good at fabricating that I Then
5: have a chance to there talk, talk to him <laughs> in court when he shows up. You get <laughs> Yeah,
3: that's right. Because you have to see someone to get a Restraining order against. And them, I just don't think you? it'd be
5: so funny. You'd be like, Mister Farrell, Mister Farrell. I swear, no, I was just trying, pretending to act obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't real obsession.
3: It's not like I counted. <laughs> don't be an idiot.
5: <laughs> but listen, we've only got three more weeks before my head, before the deadline's <laughs> over.
2: You've got
3: you've got to jump me <laughs> now. For the love of God, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Jeff, should we tell the tale of what happened with last week's show other than Mark's track? Because that was really the least of our problems, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: Mark's track was just sort of icing on the cake. See, what we had is um, because we need a lot of performance because, you know, the average show is about four gigs, um, we have to do a lot of a lot of data processing to uh, to do the show, and so we needed a high bandwidth setup. And when you're doing a lot of sequential data processing and stuff like that, just moving big chunks of boring. data, <laughs> <laughs> RAID zero.
0: <laughs> oh, Some I'm guy f-
1: just drove off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting to the interesting part. We have a RAID zero yeah, stripe, always, which is a which is a way of taking two hard drives and you know. Sp- striping the data across both of them what this means though is that <laughs> if something bad happens to hard drive a hard drive b or the computer that both hard drives are plugged into the guy drove off a cliff all of your data goes away now it's this might barked. sound boring to you but i spent about 20 hours maybe 25 hours over the weekend um recovering every single monday's show and every single dot rock show that we've done in the past and racking up months. a lot of overtime now, rack- wow. no, overtime yeah <laughs> I get paid overtime. Wow, sweet! <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, anyway, um, racking up a lot of hours, um, a lot of a lot of sweat. Uh, I would be drinking a lot of coffee if you it didn't Tom make me did it, freak out. Man. Yeah, Tom, well, Tom. Tom was there for a couple of hours. Tom, Tom did help me out a lot. Uh, he helped me track down software that I would need. You know, pointing to the what right happens places. to you
3: when you drink coffee, Jeff? I freak out. Yeah? Can, yeah. can I see? He, uh, he no, doesn't. He no.
1: He doesn't drink coffee. I I won't because it's actually very very unpleasant. Unlike
2: Jeff's normal personality, yeah. <laughs> which is very which nice, is just like scarier a daisy. than that. <laughs> so needless to say, the motherboard was borked yeah, and the motherboard cooked and we lost the we, we thought everything was hopeless. We thought we'd have to do it without the show, but we've got it recovered. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah. And then then we had to sleep and then yeah, we pulled uh, some all nighters. Pulled a couple of all nighters. So we did Dot Rocks on Monday, published that on Tuesday, and then it took another two days to get. Uh, 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 Monday's, Monday's done, and so Monday's just came out Thursday. Last <laughs> Thursday,
1: <laughs> Thursday or
2: Wednesday? Thursday. It just we just put
6: it. That's you, today.
2: Yeah, we just put it online this morning. <laughs> Damn.
6: Wow. So and now we're doing another one.
2: Now we're doing another one. Yeah. yeah. So How are you
6: going to screw this one up, Jeff? Hey, you can't blame
1: me for the motherboard dying, but I can certainly blame. I don't know who's throwing water around the uh, sound? Yeah.
5: Oh, good memory, Richard. Thanks, man.
6: Hey, no problem. That, Trying to deflect some of the love to you, man.
1: Yeah, I know.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. <laughs> deflect well,
1: it, baby. See, the nice thing is that I was able to fix my shit, whereas Mark's track was just a complete <laughs> fucking mess. So I you didn't know. you didn't hear that my track was a mess until after you you yeah, ended up right. recovering that, it, is that right? Well, that's actually right. your track I didn't have to recover because you had sent it to us. Right. It was right. the it okay. was Carl, me, and the phone track that ties everything together and But it was, was kinda of like and, after
5: this nightmare, you're like, Oh thank God, nothing could go wrong no, now. No, actually yes, let's it, listen to Mark's track.
1: Exactly. It was after the nightmare. I'm like, oh, God. Well, you know what? Fortunately, I've done most of the work on Mondays. All I have to do is stitch in Mark's track and I get this this horror show it was really that was like that was the icing on the cake was mark was mark strack you know after spending 20 hours to get the thing back and figuring oh phew well now all i have to do is my normal job fuck me jesus christ <laughs> you know i want to be a better
5: person
6: don't don't hold back jeff tell us how you really feel
1: i, I was a little i was a little unhappy so what about
3: happens it. to make that happen
1: uh well mark's an idiot
3: oh oh wait do, do you mean the data
1: loss or <laughs> mark's track step number 1 um, well, actually, I think what happened was I think he was chewing on his microphone while he was talking. <laughs> he the wrong talent. side of
6: the
5: microphone. He
1: might add. what. Uh, what actually I think happened is his a, he was there. He didn't have a pop filter, so if you don't have a pop filter when you're talking, you get sounds like that. And so you know, it's just one of those things you got to do. You got to have a pop filter, dude. There was a sniper. It, 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 he asked to use
5: my 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 hotel room. He said it was a good vantage point. <laughs> he was just taking out people, man. That wasn't me popping. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pop yeah, okay. filter. Yeah, it was my joke. What happens if you play Michael Jackson through a pop filter? You do you hear anything? But uh That's pretty good. I but, like that. But, but it takes you a second to get it. Yeah, it does. Um the, he he didn't have a pop filter and <laughs> something still was looking something like, what? was going on with his cable. <laughs> Um, like, I think it was rubbing against his chin or something. So when he was talking, his mic was, like, making these, like, horrible, like, Jeff, <laughs>
3: Jeff I don't get the Michael Jackson thing. What? The, what is that? Okay.
1: Can we just go what back to What mama, kind please? of music is uh, Michael Jackson? Oh,
3: I see. Pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh,
6: yeah, no, <laughs> I no, thought was, that, no, that She is... was looking for the uh, Nambla filter.
3: Right. I, no, I was oh. thinking. filter. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> I got the pop, pop music thing, but I thought Jeff was going deeper than that I didn't think Jeff was doing uh-huh. it so
1: surface. Okay. Oh, no. I have it's way more a, faith in you than <laughs> I. Should. A very good joke.
2: Well, Karen, what uh, what uh, movie do you have to review tonight? Well, uh, today.
3: Yeah, I well I have the same movie that I should have reviewed last week, but that I didn't. Oh, that's
2: right. Okay. And I
3: don't have any of the things that I should have, like notes or anything well, like that's that. Right. But, but you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I saw um the Life Aquatic. Aha. Uh-huh. With Bill Murray. Ah. Who I also love.
5: I was going to say he's probably your number two man.
3: Yep, <laughs> he's up there,
6: <laughs> and probably a little easier to catch. He's not moving. That yeah, fast no, not yet. at all. Uh, <laughs> no,
3: I'm a little over that. He's definitely not quite you know in it for the long run. You
2: were into him like in the Meatballs era. Maybe.
3: Meatballs, <laughs> more like you know, I was a Caddyshack. little kid. As, as a little kid, I loved him as a lounge singer on Saturday Night Live, yeah. that kind of thing. Just and doing I felt
2: the Star like, Wars. As yeah, Frank exactly, Sinatra.
3: Yeah. exactly, and you know. And now, yeah, now not so much, not so much, but a really, really good music. I mean, movie. <laughs> it was, it was like mind blowing and wonderful, and it, totally surreal. And do you ever watch Zabu Mufu?
4: Yes. You know when
3: they go to Zabu Land? Yeah. And they have like that. There were like random Zabu Land like things in it. All really? of a sudden, yeah. Animated that, things. Yeah, but not you didn't know it was like everything else was real but there were just these little Zabu creatures oh. and you're like uh, 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 mm. but good
2: <laughs> so um, I love that review <laughs> we gotta use that last that bit as a soundbite totally rock hey yeah. is it me or is Bill Murray like trying to be serious now he, well the like, Royal Tannenbaums
3: of- and, and this and oh the and um, Lost in Lost in Translation which
1: was directed by by Sofia Carmina Coppola who yes, is the was. daughter of Francis Ford Coppola and the cousin of Nicolas Cage which is kind yeah. of totally All weird. In the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, oh,
3: Nicholas Cage though. Also one of my favorite guys ever.
1: I think he's pretty good. I enjoy him. Yes, but do you like his ass? Uh I can't say that I've it's ever hairy, actually though. noticed Nicholas Cage's he's ass. He's a little hairy
3: well, on the ass. I was ass actually ass
1: talking to Karen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff feel free to talk about Nick Cage's ass whenever you want. Feel free to jump in, want.
1: Jeff, with your perspective on his
2: ass. Go ahead.
6: <laughs> if it's important to you, you know, that's fine. Just jump right Where in. Where
3: does he fit in in your ass chart, Jeff? <laughs> But anyway. So that's
2: it. It's good. Go see it. Um, It's
3: good. Go see it. Well, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, don't don't
2: spoil it, man, because I want to see it. What's the premise of the movie?
3: Well, it's sort of, you know, the Life Aquatic, it's supposed to be like a Jacques Cousteau kind of character. And then from there on in, there's no real, I can't really even...
5: Well, you can do it what the ads are, I think, a little bit. The ads. The ad- it's a, a plot free zone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. No, it's not plot free, but, but you wouldn't really want to go into the plot. It's just him as sort of a an uh, you know aging, past his prime, Jacques Cousteau. And Angelica Houston is in it, and she's amazing and wonderful as well. I always liked her. I love her. She's married to Bill Murray in it. Oh, really? Very, very interesting couple. And, oh, another one of my favorite people. Jeff Goldblum.
2: He's in it? Yes.
3: I love He's very
2: him.
5: interesting.
3: <laughs> I <laughs>
2: love. I think I think Jeff
5: Goldblum's best moment, aside from when his like ear was falling off in the fly, yeah, was when he's in the in the back of the jeep in Jurassic Park, and he looks in the mirror. It says "objects in the mirror maybe maybe uh, larger than they appear." <laughs> yeah, and it's the T Rex in the mirror, and uh, <laughs> and he said, was, and he oh, just does that little uh, Jeff Goldblum one eyebrow raise kind of thing. Yeah, that uh, finest acting. You're not going to get better than that. You know
3: what's weird about Jeff Goldblum? That
5: he lo- <laughs> like how much time do we have go <laughs> ahead
3: as it relates to my life he he looks exactly like exactly like like people stop and say, "Are you Jeff Goldblum, my first husband
0: oh really my first gay husband oh wow. I, not
3: that I have a second gay husband now because <laughs> he totally wouldn't love that, yeah, but yeah, yeah it, huh. so it's huh. weird, but anyway,
2: well, anyway <laughs> hey I got guys, I got something to geek out about here. I was reading on the plane and actually did just fly in from St. Louis today. I went down to speak to uh, a user group of programmers down there, and um, uh, I was reading Sci, Popular Science, on the plane. And you know how the problem of nuclear fusion is that it's too hot right now? And I know Richard is kind of following this, too. But uh, the problem with doing nuclear fusion is that it's too hot. But it's a much more efficient form of nuclear energy if we can harness it, because the radioactive waste decays in a few decades rather than thousands of years. That uh,
6: well, there's really no radioactive waste. It's 100% conversion. That's the whole. Yeah, thing. Actually, there, there is
2: a little bit of 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 radioactive waste, but it's very very small, and it and it degrades in in decades. One
1: of the things that you get in terms of radioactive waste is is components of the plant that you have to discard and replace. That you you can expect that some of that stuff's going to have
2: where it's. T- very, it's like negligible compared to what we... Yeah, it's
6: not, it's not like a regular fission plant <coughs> you're where just you're dumping putting waste. tons of yeah. stuff every quarter. Well, no. as
2: it turns out that there's an international effort on the way to build a, new, uh, a fusion power plant where they're not going to try to actually get the temperature down, but they're going to try to contain it. And so they're, they're building this thing that must be like 300 feet tall and uh, with a uh, two-meter-thick concrete shell around the entire reactor... That absorbs most of the uh, neutrons and and protects people, and essentially that it's going to heat hydrogen gas to 100 million degrees. That's tetrium or tritium,
1: not just hydrogen, right? Yeah, I think they. I think they. Well, they? let me just. I mean, Sorry, let me just crying. read a little bit of it,
2: <laughs> and it says. Uh, Doc Ock, the tentacled villain at the heart of the movie Spider-Man 2, nearly succeeded where thousands of scientists and 50 years of work have so far failed in building a nuclear fusion reactor. But non-villainous scientists may be about to save their reputation. This year, a multinational team is scheduled to begin constructing ITER, uh, the, International, the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor... A project designed to demonstrate that fusion can generate almost limitless amounts of electricity without the risks in long-lived radioactive waste linked with nuclear fission reactors. Fusion reactions power the sun and stars. ITER aims to recreate that energy here on Earth by heating hydrogen gas to 100 million degrees centigrade. And turning the Earth into a sun. In this inferno, (laughs) hydrogen ions smash together, uh, fuse into a larger ion, helium, and release energy. Physicists have already built reactors that can achieve fusion, but none has yet produced more energy than it consumes. If all goes planned, ITER will change that. By building a bigger, more powerful reactor, scientists hope to produce 500 megawatts of power from just 50 megawatts input. Fuel in the form of hydrogen isotopes deuterium uh, is extracted from water, and the small amount of radioactive waste it yields decays to a safe level just in 10 or 20, 30 years. In contrast, today's nuclear fission reactors generate waste that can stay hot for thousands of years. The project will take 10 years and cost $6 billion to complete with the goal of producing fusion electricity by the middle of the century. There's just one holdup. As we went to press the international collaboration backing ITER, China, the European Union, Japan, South Korea, Russia, and the U.S., they were still arguing over where to build it. Typical politics, Right. For the past year, it has been split between sites in France and Japan. China and Russia favor France, obviously, and the U.S. and South Korea back (laughs) Japan. And no amount of negotiation seems to be able to break the impasse. It's an inauspicious start to a collaborative endeavor, second in scope only the International Space Station. Let's build two, just like they did in that movie Contact. And before we Mm. get talking about it, I just want to mention that that is from Popular Science, February 2005, which you should immediately go out and pick up. On the newsstand because it's freaking awesome.
5: Is that the one with the the red hover car in front of it? No, no, nope. different one.
2: By I mean, the way, there's a website up iter.org. dot
6: org. Really? I T E R dot org. Leave it
2: to Richard to go find the links while we're talking yeah. about it. That's great.
6: Well, I'm I'm looking at the floor plan for the reactor l- viewed from the northeast.
2: This is extremely exciting to me because you know this is all about uh, safe, effective nuclear energy that uh, has nothing to do with foreign oil. And it, yeah, And it actually could work. You
6: well, I you think- know, nuclear power is generally making a comeback everywhere except North America. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this to Jeff the other day. Uh, yeah. France, of course, is still developing nuclear technology. They, they count on like 25% of their power comes from nuclear power. And a lot of Central Europe, which is currently dependent on natural gas from Russia is trying to get less dependent on that natural gas for Russia, so they're looking at building nuclear power plants. And they got fission power plants now putting out um, 1.6 gigawatts of power, like wow. way more power from the reactors we have in North America. Um, the, you know, the technology continues one way or the other. It's just it's sort of come to a standstill in North America.
1: But, but Richard, aren't they terrorist targets?
6: <laughs> Isn't everything a terrorist target? Yeah. You know ah, Ow, you're making my targets. head hurt. They, they're talking about the big fear is Houston because that's where all the uh, oil comes into the United Wait States. Wait a minute.
1: You can't tell me that terrorists could target our oil and that those big tanks of oil are actually flammable. No. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So it's 100
5: million degrees inside the building? Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know wow. the difference
6: between Fahrenheit and Celsius at that range it doesn't <laughs> matter much. Your your grilled cheese is burned.
5: Wait, that's let me pretty, let me do a calculation on true. that. Pretty yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, 32. It's freaking
2: hot, man. That's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually that's if that's if that's Celsius, that's really really hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, Well, you're, you know when you get in those temperature ranges, these are plasma still, temperatures, right?
6: They're, they're sort, sort of hot. bizarre. Yeah, a matter of fact, it, of it, it well, is plasma. Or, does so, anybody yeah.
5: know how, how they're containing that? I mean, obviously... Magnetic you know, fields. It, it, magnetic right. field, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. It, when
6: you heat stuff up that much, you strip all the electrons so, off. The particles are very highly charged. So this is so a really,
5: really hot fucking magnet. Yeah.
2: you don't want to be wearing steel as you walk by this thing, right? No. In fact... In fact, I think I heard that and I haven't read this and corroborated it, but I think they're trying to build it down below the ground. so uh, that The structure
6: here is above ground. It, it is
5: it,
2: it, With lots of trees and yeah, a park well for can. kids to play.
6: I understand <laughs> yeah. that Takamak reactors, those sort of the standing design for fusion reactors, have been around a long time. They've been building yep. for 40, 50 years. Yeah. But th- what these guys are trying to achieve is a much more powerful version of it.
1: Uh, it's still a Takamak, though?
6: It is a Takamak, yeah.
1: Uh, mm. Nothing wrong with that. I like toroids. Yeah,
6: they're groovy.
2: What?
1: what the people, fuck are we
6: yeah, talking about? Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> oh come on. You a, guys don't know what a toroid is?
5: No. Yeah, You know
6: what a toroid is? I'll tell you what a toroid is. Think crispy cream. <laughs> I had
5: I had a toroid a while back, but I got some cream and I actually put it on it and it's
2: gone. Alright, so educate us here. A
1: toroid. It's a donut. It's a donut yeah, shape. It's a donut. Oh a no, shape. Oh. Think shape, crispy okay. cream. Um I like toroids because um, because when you know people have been playing these video games for a long time if you go off the right end of the screen you come in on the left end and if you go off the top you come in on the bottom and if you don't think about it you think that you're playing on a sphere if you were to wrap that in three dimensions but it's actually a toroid
5: Toy, if toy, you toy, think toy, about toy. it, if the top
1: connects to the bottom, okay, so you take the piece of paper, you roll it into a cylinder, and the right connects to the left, then you have to hook the ends together, you get a donut.
6: You know, Jeff, you have a remarkable knack for turning just about any interesting subject into something brutally painful. Wait, <laughs> yeah, a spear, I was just though? thinking
3: that. It's a
5: sphere
6: <laughs> Yeah, but
3: what if you're only doing one at a time, Jeff? That's when I, w- when I would be thinking of that in the video game, I would be thinking you're going up the top and down to the bottom, or to the side and then to the side. Like, I wouldn't think... You know what I mean?
1: But if you can go off the top and come in on the bottom, or if you go off the right and come in on the left, then it does connect it on both, right? Yeah.
2: I guess uh. it
3: does, but... The, yeah. but <laughs>
1: yeah. This reminds me of
2: Mobius strips. Have you ever made yes. one of those? Yes, I, I have. Ma- yes, exactly. You ever made one on paper? Oh, yeah. Yes. With paper? Well, for those who don't know, when you to do a Mobius strip, take a strip of paper about, oh, I don't know, uh, 11 inches long <sighs> and maybe an inch long, an uh, inch, inch, inch wide, and uh, twist it around... Once and then attach the two ends. So there's one twist and then you attach the ends. Then take a pair, and you know, tape or whatever. Take a pair of scissors and cut it down the middle the long way. And when you open it up, you have a longer Mobius strip. Like right. it's still connected, but and it's still it's one like- twist. Divided,
1: and it, oh, I never, right. did, I never um, did the scissors thing. I always just did the drawing on it with it's a marker very, thing. It's
2: w- very weird when you cut it down huh. the middle because you would expect maybe... We should do get, a video. <laughs> you'd expect to get two.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: You know, you'd expect to get two.
1: Hey, have you got any tape in there?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure. I've got some paper. <laughs> so now it's the time on our show when Mark Miller tells us all the names he's been called this week. This is my favorite segment, by the way.
5: <laughs> Let's hear it, Mark. Um, this week was uh, kind of a lame-ass week for names that I've been called. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be impressing very many people, but I will... Uh, All right, hang on I'll, a sec.
2: We'll give you some.
5: I'll <laughs> go through the list. <laughs> nothing, nothing terribly flowery here on these. Um, the first one, at first I thought it was a typo, but it, the guy I, I was IMing with kept repeating his typo, and he said he kept saying, whatever you whatever you say, big gay, and then he said, oh, I mean big guy. <laughs> After about the third or fourth time, I was like, uh, are you trying to say something, man?
3: <laughs> big gay.
5: Yeah, oh. big gay. All right, so that was number one. Number two is uh, I was called fuck monkey. I don't know. You guys have probably been called this before. Not terribly original. Then this third one. This was so lame, but somebody was... Tra- I, was, I, was into, I, I was insulting somebody, and, and this was their comeback. And this is typed into an IM yeah. session with me. What's your name? Is it Haywood? Yeah, right. Haywood Jablomi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I typed back in. I said, oh, man, you know you're in trouble when you have to resort to the Haywood Jablomi line. <laughs> That's an old one. Yeah. So, so that was, I, I couldn't believe it. That was the best the guy could do. And then, uh, and then the last one is uh, a freaking freak. <laughs>
2: That's not very inventive. Freak. Okay, well, what were the circumstances <laughs> under which you were called a fricking freak? Well, I'm glad you asked, Carl.
5: Uh, this is totally spontaneous. I didn't really have anything prepared, but I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, I was, well, I was, um, uh, I I just saw an, um, I saw, I just witnessed an amazing incident in my own toilet and I was running to get a camera to take a picture of it for, you know, to, par- to take part of the uh, Amazing Tales of Pooh so I could prove this. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and at that wi- moment, my wife called me a freaking freak and flushed the toilet. So I wasn't able to <laughs> to get the shot That's I
3: depressing. needed. That's a real <laughs> loss to the world.
5: Freaking really? freak, I know. Well, I've got an artist render- rendering I'll show you in a little bit. Oh, okay. So
2: When we get to the Amazing
5: I Tales of Pooh. I love art.
2: Well, there you go. <laughs> Names he's been called this week.
1: Hey, uh, Mark. You must not have left the house very much. That's my
2: name,
5: man. Don't wear it out. Yeah, you're a fuckwit. Yeah, that's been that's been called that way. I've been called that before. That's already been on the show, man. I know you're, but, you're not impressing but, me unless you come up with anything new. I need material, man. No,
1: I'm not. I'm not trying to come up with a new name. I'm just calling you a fuckwit. And we did have that guy who wrote in that said, you know,
5: I've probably seen Mark on the freeway here in LA, and uh, and I, I'm sure I've called him Dickweed before.
1: <laughs> if He drives like a Dickweed. Yeah, you you know so. you can get some uh, pesticide to deal with that. How about that one? <laughs>
2: Pig fucker. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, that you one's. You know what? Ner- I've, 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 I've got. That's probably the rudest name I've ever heard anybody say. I've really? got one for you.
6: <laughs> that's a South Park line, right? The original South Park video. Pig Dude, fucker. Yeah, you can't call that. Jesus a pig fucker. Ah, <laughs> fuck you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, my. Uh, one of my stepbrothers has got a, has got a name that, uh, that, that came, about, came up during a weird conversation where somebody said something, you know, well, yeah, well, you're a, you're, a, you're a dumbass tard. And then one of his friends said, dumbass tard? You can't stick tard on the end of anything and have it be funny. <laughs> it's like, what, am I going to call you a boner tard? <laughs> <laughs> which is That is cor- funny. Boner, no, works, boner, tards really like- boner tard's good. Boner tard's good. I like boner tard. I like it <laughs> too, man. I'm boner tard's that. good. <clears throat> yeah, boner tard's great.
2: <laughs> well, I was uh, reminded of a story this week that happened me when I was in high school, uh, me and my friends, my geek friends, we used to drive around and having nothing to do aimlessly wandering around the suburbs at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it'd be kind of thing where we'd be like playing games and doing computer stuff and hang out. And somebody would say, I'm hungry. Let's go to Burger King, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. Why not? So we all, so we all pile in the car. We get to Burger King. It's two thirty in the morning. I think right when the bars have let out. And uh, just for fun, I had ro- I had a CB radio at the time. Those were kind of hip, kind of hot back then. Anyway, and uh, what I like to do was take a, a speaker from my boombox and plug it into the PA output on the back of the CB radio, and it basically turns it <laughs> I've into done a loudspeaker. <laughs> So I roll the loudspeaker up in the window and drive into the drive-thru, and it's 2:30 in the morning, and there's a car, there's a yellow Ford Fiesta, I'll never forget it, full of stoned metalheads <laughs> in the car, and they're waiting for their order, and the lady's taking an inordinate amount of time. And uh, just for fun, I turned on the, I said into the PA, Welcome to Burger King, may I take your order? And this kid, I swear to God, sticks his head out the window. <laughs> And says, "Yeah, um, uh, I'd like you some large fries." <laughs> and I said, "Sorry, we have no fries."
3: See what? here,
2: and he goes, "What?" <laughs> sorry, we have no fries. He says, "No way, man! The fuck, you ain't have any fries? You have any hamburger?" Uh. Sorry, we sorry, we just ran out. <laughs> And so now he's freaking out. And he's going, what the fuck you talking about, lady? Hey, man. They said they ain't got no fries, man. We're laughing our ass off. This is a totally true story. And uh, so then the lady, he's screaming at them. And there's just commotion in the fiesta, you know, and smoke billowing out of it. And, uh, and she comes on. Finally, she says, stop it. Stop it. Quiet. Just tell me what you want. And he says. I want some fucking fries, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, "Do you want large or small fries?" And just, just please be, you know, whatever she's yelling at him. And so they finally turn around one of them turns around and they see the 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 thing in the window and us just absolutely (laughs) cracking up and they get out of the car now these are like (laughs) these are like leather clad 16 year old stoned guitar playing (laughs) kids right Mm, and and we were like these big guys they weren't gonna screw this but they like you know the like oh I'm gonna fuck you up like, you know just like the fists <laughs> going like this and they got their you know they're like come on they're like doing the wave in the hand come on out you know let's this fucking is so funny rumble, is, is man. This, how long ago was this that this happened um 1987, 86. I don't know wow was...
5: they were doing the hand movements back then
2: yeah, yeah man. the outsiders
3: it's they so they were called. all
2: fucking in our face so we just <laughs> rolled up the you know we just rolled up the windows this and, is like West Side Story where they start dancing I swear to God this is true man
3: <laughs> the Soho and the Soch So
2: anyway, so they got their food and we got our food and then they waited for us and they followed
3: us.
2: (laughs) They followed us and then they got in front of us and they stopped like in the middle of the street and we drove around them. And just at that time, we passed a cop and the cop came after the chase and they were in the back. So the cop was following them. I zoomed into uh, this housing project where I knew my way around around this rotary and i looked in the rearview mirror and the cop had pulled them over nice <laughs> so funny you know
5: what you should have done you Oops. should have grabbed the microphone and said thanks a lot there we're undercover we appreciate you <laughs> rest of them cops.
2: <laughs> we're also cops just undercover well i just thought you know i was trying to imagine what the conversation would be you know when the when the cop pulls up and you know the pot smoke billowing out of this Ford fiesta you know and can you tell us why you were going so fast
3: because- you took the, the fucking fries, man. <laughs> Super troopers. You know what? Driving, around, so at, driving around at 2.30 in the morning with nothing to do reminds me of the first time I met Carl Franklin. Uh-oh. When it, <laughs> it
0: was, I Ooh. I
3: overheard him having a conversation where he's saying to somebody, yeah, and in my neighborhood... <laughs> And in my neighborhood, someone took the Christmas reindeer and put them in compromising ah, positions. I'm like, that was me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that
2: was so you me. know those wicker reindeer that you get at you know wherever <laughs> Walmart or something. I don't know. Some- they're like made out of wicker and they're like baskets. You know they're woven like baskets, but they're very sparse. So like the the sticks are have like two inches between them. So but they're woven right. And And they're reindeer, so Karen ad set them up in the neighborhood, so one was humping another one.
3: <laughs> it's kind of funnier if you realize how normal our neighborhood is.
2: well, that's a natural thing. I see that on the on the you know late night uh, animal shows all the time. My
3: wife yeah. and
5: I
2: were driving by and and Emmy, who was then probably <laughs> six at the time, my daughter she goes, "Look at that, Dad." <laughs>
3: They're wrestling. They're wrestling.
2: Gretchen and I are just baw- baw- just <laughs> laughing our ass off. And-
3: yeah, that was what that was what I did. My na- oh, that was man. and that was right after I had like moved into the neighborhood. That's, That's what I decided so
2: funny,
6: needed
3: to be done. In my <laughs> sorry, you I-
6: needed to make a statement to your neighbor. That's right? how I
3: met Carl Franklin. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hey everybody, welcome to Stunt Musician Spotlight. I'm Michelle LaRubis Damante. My mission? Bringing you the best independent artists I can find you on the internet. For this week's musical snack, I've selected a new flavor. Independent artist Bill Carlton will serenade us with the acoustic melodies from his album As Promised. Let's hear one of the songs now.
7: I'm thinking again and images of faces Smiles are flickering through my mind Like an old slideshow Some faces are old and some are new They're all bringing a feeling of longing to my heart The things I want to return to There's not much you can do With just a picture in your mind But it's how I try To make those good times last I have some laughs I take some long drives And I sit here and play But it doesn't come out right And sometimes There's only so much You can do And that's why I'm drifting Through the days With a slight sense Of joy and pain But neither sense can I'm stuck thinking again, and you probably wouldn't know it, cause my face will never show it, but that's why, it seems that I'm always doing alright, I have these wants and needs everything I try for seems to fall just out of reach. They wait until I taste and then they pull away. And that's why I'm drifting through the days with a slight sense of joy and pain. But neither sense can again. Images of faces and smiles are flickering through my mind, like an old slideshow.
4: Welcome, Bill Carlton. Um, It's really uh, nice to have you here on the show.
8: Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me.
4: And, you know, I want to definitely spend some time talking to you about, uh, well, some of the things that really stand out about the lyrics and about the music. Uh, It seems like you have a really nice, wonderful, almost whimsical arrangement, and it's very polished. And uh, that's really what stood out to me when uh, listening to the entire CD, and I actually played that whole, uh, you know, uh, two-minute segment of your entire CD. It's really nice that you have that up on the site. So do you write all of your own songs?
8: Yes, I do. They're all original
4: Excellent. Yeah, that's really cool. And and how many songs have you written now? Because I saw a really long list on your site, I guess, for your session playing events.
8: Yes, definitely. Um, on the EPK that you see on Sonic Bids, it lists 50 now, um, though there's a lot that I've kind of forgotten throughout the years. That I, I remember bits and pieces that I use for songs later on sometimes, but around 50 total.
4: Wow. And how many years that's taken you to write that many songs?
8: I started writing songs uh, my sophomore year in college, and I was in 98.
4: Wow. Okay, so you're giving away your age, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so tell me something. Um, what is the inspiration behind your your lyrics? In terms of, I mean, is there something particular that kind of sets you off? A particular coffee shop where you're in the mood during the day? You know, what makes you you know sit down and just start writing?
8: Why I have to write is when I have a specific emotion. I think, um, in terms of as promised, my first album, it was a definite need to get out feelings and express myself. All of those songs on the album were actually written in, uh, in like a three-month period. So I kind of just wrote like crazy and got it done and realized, okay, this is a project in itself that needs to be put on a CD. So um, with that, it was more of a lot going on in my life at the time. So when something is really having an impact on my day, then I have to sit down, and it's a good way of me, for me to just vent out and get everything out that I need to.
4: And so when you, when you do this, because obviously this is much different than being part of a, a band where there's a group of you, you know, sitting down, collaborating, trying this sound, trying that sound. Is it really about lyrics first for you, and then you, you lay it with, with some musical, you know, I guess, uh, accompaniment?
8: It's a good question. Um, there was only one song, actually, on As Promised that started with lyrics, and that was Stephanie. Uh, the rest of, had started with a melody of some sort and I try to get an emotion out of that. And then I kind of just go through phonetically and try to sound out different words. And, and it kind of just comes together into uh, you know, cohesive in it. and it actually expresses a feeling. And it's kind of a strange process, but that's the way I do it.
4: Oh, and interesting. And so when you do the writing, when you're, you're creating your music, is there a place you like to be or really is it just wherever you happen to be?
8: Hmm. Um, most of the time it's actually in my room here. I do a lot of writing in my room. Um, usually by myself. I'm too embarrassed to try to come up with lyrics and, and say them in front of people while I'm writing it down. I like to have my own privacy, but as soon as it's done, I like to express it to people. And let them sure. Hear it. You know.
4: So you, you sound a lot uh, like, you know, James Taylor, Michael Franks, that genre. Is that something that you spend a lot of time listening to?
8: I listen to a lot of indie artists, though I would say that they're influenced by James Taylor as well. Mm -hmm. I love James Taylor. I think he's fantastic. Um, But I think a lot of it has to do with just listening to indie artists. I also um, am very influenced by Fleetwood Mac and Sean Colvin, also an indie artist from New Jersey named John Gorka uh, that I got into around 96, 97. They've all had a pretty strong influence, at least on my folk style of, of music
4: do you do you band together uh, the independent artists just sort of collaborating on you know how do we produce this thing or you know how do we get better known that kind of thing marketing reach
8: oh absolutely um, actually one way to network really well is to go through just open mics in the area, um, especially the ones that have features most. Times when they have a feature they'll come from out of state uh, for instance there's actually one that I host in Manchester, Connecticut and we have featured artists that come from Boston, Rhode Island and New Jersey even they just come and they'll play for an hour but it's a great way to talk to them and find out different ways that they are um, getting their music out to a broader demographic I also use uh, Sonic Bids which you, you were going through the, the bio and, and finding out more information about me it's a way of going through and finding an electronic um, representation of my music and and where my approach has come from my influences and things like that Um, there's lots of ways to to get out as an independent artist without paying a lot of money and sonic bids is one and also myspace is another type of um way to just network with musicians as well as listeners you can go and search by city and find people that are interested in your music and you can send them messages and they'll get to hear your music and if they like it they'll come to your shows and it's a great way to network
4: Yeah, that's, that, I thought that was very interesting. I think you also mentioned Friendster when we were talking before. And, uh, one of the other indie artists that I interviewed was actually saying the same thing. He has himself in Friendster. And is that network working for you? I mean, do you actually get a chance to sort of filter by certain type of, um, of interest? Like, for example, my networking colleagues in independent music?
8: I think that Friendster is a little more of a tight-knit community than MySpace. MySpace, you can kind of just send out invitations to events and and really try to broaden your, your network by just sending out quick messages. It doesn't really have to be like a back-and-forth a lot. And then finally you have a friend and they, they follow you. Um, though I have benefited quite a bit from Friendster in terms of reconnecting with the people from college that I've, I used to be friends with and uh, also high school as well people that didn't realize I'm a musician now, and that's what I'm pursuing, they see what I'm doing through this, and and they say, wow, I didn't realize there's a show coming up right outside my city, you know, I'm going to go check it out. Uh,
4: Right, because then they get to know the person playing the band, right?
8: That's right, yeah, and (laughs) actually it's been very successful. I know
4: him! (laughs) (laughs) And then when you're uh, really famous, you know, after you have a couple more CDs out, then they can, uh, you know, call in favors, like backstage passes and stuff.
8: Exactly, I'd be happy. Which is really
4: my goal, by the way, so.
8: Oh, really? Yeah, Well, you got one. All righty. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, so, so this is your first CD, as promised, right? Yes. And have you sold any? I've I mean,
8: sold not too many. Um, I originally ordered 1,000 from Disc Makers. That's sure for who they did the uh, duplication. And I'm distributing it through CD Baby as well as different uh, digital distribution sites like iTunes and Napster. Um, and I'm doing fairly well. I've sold about 250 copies. So i basically broken even with my initial costs which I would have been way over if I decided to go into a studio. So I was kind of fortunate in the fact that I self-produced it. But um, I'm happy just to be breaking even at this point, you know.
4: And, and that's a really great segue into the fact that you did self-produce. So, you know, that must have been extremely difficult. What was the most difficult part of, I guess, becoming uh, capable of really mastering the equipment? You did it in your home, right? Right.
8: That's right, actually. uh,
4: And it's excellent. I mean, the the production is really well laid. I I think it sounds extremely clean, so I'm impressed with that.
8: Thank you so much. It's something that I wish I could restart now that I know more after finishing the album, but um, it was definitely a process I'm glad I went through, because now I can stay in the studio instead of deciding to go out to get a better sound. purchased better equipment since I released the album. I've learned different tricks by just reading up on the internet of how to produce better vocals and better recordings with acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a process, and it was something where I never felt I was finished. I just had to get it done. And it actually came to the point where my girlfriend at the time had to just literally take a master copy and send it out to disc makers saying it was done uh, because I just didn't feel like it was ever finished.
4: Right. Yeah, that's probably what most artists go through. Um, And and you didn't have formal training in the the actual production of music, so you really had to sort of buy it piece by piece, equipment by equipment, and and learn it yourself. Is that right?
8: That's exactly right. I had to figure out how to get the levels right and
4: Worry That's a about lot flipping. of work. Yeah. yeah, it was
8: a lot of work. I actually yeah. didn't even go through using a pop filter. I didn't even realize that if I used a pop filter, I could sing without straining my vocals. So there was a lot of things that I wish I had done before releasing.
4: But there's an opportunity for next time, and and I think some of the the value is that you got to get out there, right? You got to get the site up. You got to get some music up there for people to hear you. It can't be, you know, poor quality. Of course, if you want to have that reputation, but you also have to sort of, I guess, relax a bit on your, you know on your uh, requirements cuz you have to be satisfied at some point.
8: I totally agree. Yeah.
4: So you could help other people even. I I was thinking about, you know, a future for for you given that you're so good at musical arrangements and I think that that really shows in just your selection of music and and the way you put it together with with the sounds and I think that if you really wanted to, you could also be I mean working full time in this industry even helping others to produce or, or, you know, build their arrangements. I don't know if that's something interesting to you, but...
8: Well, first, let me say thank you so much. I, I actually have started to record different artists who have heard the album, um, just locally around the area. Those who don't necessarily have the funds to go into the studio, too. Um, and I've actually just been exchanging the studio time for better equipment to kind of build up my studio. Awesome. So that's kind of the approach I've taken at this point. And I'm really excited now that I finish. I'm, I have two projects in the works right now. And when I finish those, I'm going to move into the studio and do my own stuff and finish my second album. And I'm really excited because this is just a learning experience. It's like going to college and learning about music production, basically, because I'm doing right. it hands-on.
4: Do you think that if you had funding, would you choose to go into a studio I mean, for the next album after you've laid the tracks as well as you do? Because obviously that's the first step anyway. Um, would you actually go into a studio or would you think that you can build it up where you have enough equipment to do it all yourself and continue that way
8: with the funding? I think I would choose to go into a studio and I would want to go with a, a music producer that I've listened to with several different projects and hopefully different genres of music and learn, just sit back and watch what's being done with the different layers that I do, um, in terms of panning and, and just different types of things that producers do. Um, Like, one example that I've heard of a great producer once was, uh, I don't know if you ever heard this, but when Billy Joel was doing the Stranger album, um, he said, I have this arrangement for the beginning of The Stranger, and he started whistling. And he goes, what type of instrument would you like to use with that? And he said, well, just keep whistling. That's what we're going to use. And Billy Joel's like, that's the sign of a great producer. You know, that's the type of stuff that I would like to listen to. And to right, observe and learn that
4: interaction, yeah, yeah now you 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 obviously write um the music, it's very personal, um, and have you ever written about I guess people that you know I mean there's got to be some uh strand of of sort of uh, your life in those songs, is that right?
8: oh, absolutely, and as promised, it's pretty much autobiographical if right into it, um, so you
4: ever come back and say, "Hey, that was me in that song. what are you doing or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and I was wondering actually like in book writing, you know, you need that disclaimer, right? The song is purely fiction, any relationship right. persons or places are purely coincidental, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you almost wonder, you know, with people writing books, it's always about obviously certain situations you've been in and you expand, right? So uh I just think that would be kind of interesting to uh uh to find out if that could actually be an issue in in also lyrics for songs, you know?
8: Yeah, now that you mentioned that I think I should retrace my
4: step. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
8: i heard of a scenario like that with uh, Rob Thomas in Matchbox You're 20 when he wrote oh. that song Push. Uh-huh. It was actually, about uh, I guess an ex-girlfriend, and she, um, from what I understand, had pressed charges. So no
4: kidding. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. So you got to put that disclaimer and say it's purely fiction, and then you're probably covered, right?
8: I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah,
4: although I don't think you have to worry. Your songs are are very lovely, and and I'm certain I'm certain that uh, you know there's nothing too bad. Just something that comes to mind. So, what's your uh, favorite uh, cover song? You say you also look like you play some some songs when you go and uh you know have a have an event or something people can select from cover bands that you enjoy, like the police and so forth so who who is your favorite cover to play anyone in particular
8: well lately i've really been digging John Mayer quite a bit uh um, oh yeah, I really enjoy his lyrics and his melody, the way he plays the guitar um so I enjoy playing his covers. I also really enjoy playing um straight cats there's I do the straight cat strut um as a cover mm-hmm. Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats. And I yeah. really enjoy playing that song quite a bit. That's an awesome song. Yeah, it's a good song.
4: You ever do any Elvis? Maybe put on a wig, wear the big, you know? No? <laughs> I no. should
8: have, actually. Yeah, will scoring more gigs. Vegas,
4: baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure to interview you. And I, I um, certainly am looking forward to uh, seeing, you know, your next CD is coming forward. And so, for everybody listening, if uh, you want to check out shrinkster forward slash three e n is Nancy, uh, that would be the link where you can uh, head over to Bill's site, check out his music, check out his latest album as promised, and find out what's coming soon. So, Bill, thank you for coming, and uh, I hope you can, uh, you know, uh, give some advice to the future of the independent artist. If you have any other comments here.
8: Thank you so much, Michelle, firstly, for having me on here. And for anybody who is interested in learning more about what I'm doing, do check out the site, but also send me an email. um, And I'll be happy to get back to you and let you know the ways I'm planning on uh, getting my outreach even further out there for everyone who wants to uh, hear me. And so I'll give you more tips and tricks and all the stuff that I'm doing, and hopefully we can share a gig even sometime.
4: Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Thanks, Bill. And let's close with one of the songs from Bill Carlton's CD, Moments of Serendipity.
7: of serendipity, go release your strength into the open sea and walk along with me.
2: time for amazing tales of Pooh. that was so funny carl
3: <laughs> you need a little yeah. reverb that was we'll do that. i
5: know he even he even nailed the 1950s recording reverb yeah. didn't he with his own voice that was awesome all right well uh I, you know i had a Another story I'd promised from last week to this week that I was going to tell, but I'm actually going to hold that off for next week. So next week I'm going to tell the story of the uh, the jaw dropping uh, 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 the jaw dropping tale of poo that had uh, three grown men's jaws dropped all the way down in disbelief when they saw it. But I will tell that next week this week uh, this week's amazing tale of poo story was has been preempted with the following uh i was uh uh, walking through my house and uh, my son was uh sitting on the toilet and he said uh, and he had just finished his business and he said hey dad i made tiny poos and i went (laughs) in and looked and uh uh well, let me type the let me get you guys that are online to do the shrinkster because I've got an artist rendering of this, baby, while well, I tell the story. It's sh- uh shrinkster.com slash three C as in Charlie H as in hotel three C H off shrinkster.com. And uh, I I went in and I saw what I thought at first was a happy face. And then I realized I was kind of looking at it uh, upside down. And uh, it was a uh, it was not a happy face. It was a uh, kind of a sad face. Uh, And I uh, uh, ran to go get the camera. My wife discovered what I was doing, said I was a freak and flushed the toilet. So I had to do (laughs) had to give you an artist rendering. But I am not kidding you. This is exactly what I saw looking right down into it. If you go to that page. And if you're if you're you know driving in your car, you can imagine a closed parenthesis followed by a colon, <laughs> a, a, a real one that you use in typing. A, a, you No know, pun intended. The two dot, the two dot colon. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I'm not kidding you. This is the and the two dots. They were perfect little spherical balls, man. It was it was it was it was magic. So I was, I was running to get the camera. I can't believe that. It was, it was that. a race against time, and I lost. That's amazing. Yeah. So now we're
6: back to the whole poop is an Olympic sport thing again, right?
5: Well, I don't know, man. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, this is like, it sounds implausible, <laughs> right? But, you know, it could happen, right? If you start working out your muscles down there, you could maybe do some of this stuff. Or
3: you could use like those Play-Doh things, you know, where you, where you put the Play-Doh through and it makes shapes.
5: Well, I was thinking, like, isn't that the
2: sand, that wet sand toy? Actually, that's a lot like the ass twister. Yeah, it's so funny. Twister, what is it? The turd twister. You remember the turd twister, guys? No. I'm not sure about that. I remember the turd twister.
1: I I wish I didn't remember the turd twister. That was one
2: of Kirk Webb's uh, 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 weird wide websites. It was basically little Play-Doh templates that you put on your ass and make uh, nice shapes. Right. Oh, very nice. Yeah, the turd twister.
3: Maybe that's what your son (laughs) did.
2: Well, you know, I, maybe he just has
5: a talent that's just a natural, you know, one of these natural things. But I was stunned when I saw this. I mean, look at the placement of the two dots.
3: But I mean, really? that just
5: doesn't happen naturally.
3: And was there distance between the two dots and the frown itself? Yeah, it looked
5: exactly like it is here in the artist rendering.
3: That's amazing because wow. you would think that they would have, you know, come together.
5: I know. I'm telling you, this is exactly how it looked like. I just wish I had drawn this myself instead of gone out and paid some guy $500 to do this rendering. But I had to find an artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who thought that was funny. Huh? sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's, that's my amazing uh, Tale of Poo. And uh, as, a, uh, as a bonus for everybody who felt they were ripped off by the jaw-dropping Tale of Poo, which is coming next week, uh, I have this as a bonus. It is uh, shrinkster.com slash 3CG c is in charlie G is in oh my god golf, golf, yeah, that too and uh is this yeah chaka. if you go there i was uh that's wrong <laughs> this is for those of you driving right now, uh basically, you can get this thing called uh, chaka kaka what is and, it? Three what? Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, chocolate fudge uh, delivered to uh, your, your favorite, uh, the, the person of your, your dreams, uh, oh, uh, wrapped up in a kid's diaper.
1: A real diaper.
5: A real diaper, no less. That's awful. And the, yeah. the shape of the fudge is, well, it looks like it's been extruded.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: That's gross. That's
2: a good way to put it.
3: I have a weird poop thing. I mean <laughs> okay.
2: you have an amazing tale of poo? Hey, hey back <laughs> off. I don't I don't do movie reviews, Karen. <laughs>
3: no I'm, No, I don't have a weird poop thing. I have a weird poop dis- like I get really disgusted. Like if oh. I step in poop, I throw away my shoes. Like
1: Yeah, I, I have a problem
5: with it yeah. too. I don't like it. Yeah. It bothers so You need me. to immerse yourself, be one with the poo.
3: I, I suppose
5: <laughs> embrace the poo.
6: I use
3: a lot of bleach, like that, everywhere.
6: <laughs> Mark, you're the poop Yoda, aren't you?
5: Uh, yeah, I don't, I, it may be, but you <laughs> Mark, know, it's like the... I, I said before. I've got kids. I got a dog. I got two dogs, actually. And you know, I, I, oh yeah, I don't I've do been, that. I've been around this world, and I've seen. I've seen poo.
3: Yeah, well, my husband's in Asia now, and and he said that he said there's this smell that permeates the air of where he he's in actually in Hong Kong, and he said. And I said, well, what does it smell like? And he said, chicken and feces. Oh,
6: <laughs> nice combination.
3: Nice, yeah. Makes me want to challenge.: Wasn't
5: that a song? I smell, I I smell chicken smell and
1: chicken feces? And, I think that's sex chicken and candy.
2: Chicken and feces, <laughs> I love to eat them now. Chicken and feces, let's all have some more. Cow. Chicken and feces. <laughs> Oh, how I love that shit. <laughs> eat em up, eat em up, eat em up, eat him up. Chicken and feces, yeah. All
5: right, that wraps it up for Amazing <laughs> Tales of Pooh.
2: Well, now it's time for a word from our sponsor. This is a new album from K Smell called The Best of Clementine. You've heard it sung around the campfires. You've lifted your voice to its haunting melody countless times. (laughs) Now K-Smell Records presents an all-new record collection, The Best of Clementine. That's right, you'll hear Clementine sung by your favorite artist. Here's the original version we all know and love. In a canyon, in a cavern, excavating for a mine. Well, to Minor, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine, let's all sing. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine, you are all stand Dome on forever. forever, dreadful sorry,
1: Clementine. Yeah. But have yeah, you ever heard Clementine done
2: by the Beach Boys? In a canyon. Clementine. Uh. <laughs> yeah, wow. And how about this version from those boys across the pond? The Who? <laughs> in a cavern in a canyon, it's a comedian for mine. So the miner, Paulie Miner, his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. Lasting and gone forever Jeff. Sorry Clementine That's right, you'll hear the godfather of grunge Neil Young In a canyon In a cavern Excavation Dwelt a miner, forty niner, and his daughter Clementine. That's right, America's saddest song has a new attitude. Forget drowning, forget the foaming brine. Bring on the Brady Bunch. In a canyon, in a cavern, excavate. Some of that. And you'll hear other theme songs, too, like Gilligan's Island. In a cavern, in a canyon, excavating for a mine, Delta Miner 49er and his daughter Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. You're lost and gone forever, dead well sorry, Clementine. <laughs> And how about the Beverly Hillbillies? In a canyon, in a cavern, excavating for a mine. Got the minor 49er and his daughter Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. We lost and gone forever, forever, so Clementine. Drown, that is. Hey, you guys, you know, you can laugh. (laughs) I'm just Uh staggered. Completely yeah. staggered.
1: I love that. We're, we're too stunned. <laughs> to we don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in awe. It's really amazing.
6: Uh-huh.
3: I really do love it.
6: Abby. I do love it. I'm let's amazed. All, I've seen let's you have, it an before, it let's have an intellectual. Let's have an
2: intellectual discussion on how amazing it is. <laughs> that'll, that'll make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So hang um, on. And everyone knows America's favorite tax evader, Willie Nelson, in a canyon in a cavern, excavating for a mine, dwelt a mine, a 49 and his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, oh, my darling Clementine, you're lost and gone forever, dreadful, sorry, Clementine. <laughs> Huh? Huh? mean,
1: Woo! Huh? <laughs> huh? See, Willie Nelson's before my time, really, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, 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 I, I know most of them, well, but about, Willie Nelson I don't know too well. How about Black Sabbath? Oh, yeah.
7: In a canyon, in a cabin, excavating for our minds. To the of 49er and his daughter Clementine.
6: Well, I got a lighter up now. All
2: right, yeah. <laughs> and everyone know that. And, and how about this uh, ex-president Bill Clinton version? What? In a canyon, <laughs> in a cavern, excavating <laughs> for a mine. <laughs> I feel your pain. Delta miner forty nine, and his daughter Clementine. That's enough of that.
1: I expected some sort of lewd comment about the daughter, Clementine, but... Oh, well.
6: There were possibilities there.
2: and Everybody can relate to this version by Ludwig van Beethoven. In a canyon, in a cavern, (laughs) excavating for a mine, dwelt a miner, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my
7: darling, oh, my darling... Thou art lost and gone forever, dreadful sorry, Clementine.
3: It's amazing how you know what Beethoven's singing voice was like. (laughs) (laughs) He was a baritone.
2: He was (laughs) dead, Absolutely. (laughs) Order yours today. That was great, Carl. That's pretty awesome. Over the top, man. I've been saving that one up for you. Well, now it's time for Mark Miller to tell us all about the uh, people that have been dumber than him with a segment called People Dumber Than Me. Yeah, I think we're going to start pronouncing a dumber
5: than me. How's that spelled there?
2: People dumber.
5: (laughs) Dumber than me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got, you know, this is kind of an audio and video combo (laughs) that I've got for you this week. Um, I've got three stories of people dumber than me in the news. And uh, and then I've got some uh, video ones, too, that I'm uh, prepared to share. Um, I think we're gonna we'll we'll, uh, we'll start with uh, uh, this. We you know we wrapped up with the uh, amazing tales of poo. We'll kind of go into this one. This is actually a poo related story. Um, archaeologists in New Zealand are diving into poop holes. Uh, excited archaeologists are shifting through are sifting through the contents of a 150 year old New Zealand toilets to get better understanding of the every day lives of early settlers. While the area boasts plenty of oral and written history, there are gaps which can only be answered by lifting the lid on the sanitary habits of pioneering families, they say. About 30 of New Zealand's leading archaeologists are preparing to spend five weeks collecting lovely tidbits from historic poo-poo places along the inner city bypass routes. This doesn't say poo-poo tidbits, does it, this story? They're lovely tidbits. (laughs) Well, dream job from historic poo-poo places. Does it really say that? Yes, that's what it says. Right here, I read it right after I wrote it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. The old toilets locally referred to as long drops. Uh. Or dummies. Uh. <laughs> but I like the long drop name, personally. Yeah, because it's so much more exciting uh. when you go to them
6: late at night.
5: <laughs> Quote, it's better than a really short good drop. source of material, back says back. senior archaeologist Rick McGovern Wilson.
2: So that's uh, You know, I think we ought to do our part for the scientists of the future and save our poo. In
5: yeah, right. well, it's it's remarkable. They're talking about, uh, you know, finding out what these guys ate, looking for bones. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. We're people. We don't like still eat bones. Mm-hmm. Wolves do that. Hmm. Huh. But they're looking to find out if, if uh, those New Zealanders were eating mutton or not. Okay. So they're going to be uh, doing that for the next five weeks, diving down into the pool holes. So I, you know, I, I just don't know where the, those archeologists, you know, where they get that training. Right. I mean, you, you, as an archeologist, you're, you, you, do they give you like poo suits or something to, to be able <laughs> to dive into these things? I, I have a feeling they're just
2: improvising this, you Yuck. know, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't
2: know if that is really qualifies as somebody who's dumber than you or if it's just an amazing tale of poo.
1: Yeah. It sort of transcends the boundary.
3: Pooh's taking over your life.
2: That really doesn't fall into people dumber than you, is it? Because are archaeologists dumb? <laughs> it's, a, it's a crossover story. Well, if you're diving down a, you know, one of these holes... Fits your job,
5: man. What's wrong with that? It's a long drop, man. It's a,
3: uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be well, going down a long drop. You've
5: got to have a poo suit. I mean, right, Karen? You probably know about this stuff.
3: I have a scuba suit. I bet that okay. that's what they use. I bet they don't use poo suits.
5: I don't know, man. I think it would be too warm.
3: Ah! No. It's not warm poo they're diving after.
5: Oh, I I know. But it's like closer to the Earth's core, right?
3: um, All right. So
5: that was story number one. Story number two is be polite or die. Uh, Beijing's 13 million residents have been put on notice. They have three years to clean up their manners in time for the Olympics hosted by the Chinese capital in 2008, the state media said. There will be no more senseless hooting of car horns in the streets, no more booing when foreign teams arrive at sports events, and no more nose picking while driving cars, or else the local Communist Party will lay down the smack.
3: Oh, no. They have to get over the smell of chicken and feces before they start to worry about picking your nose while driving.
5: That's horrible. <laughs> well, first that's things what first. The, the Chinese government says the good manners campaign will include a refresher course <laughs> in basic civility in various situations likely to arise at work or in school a communist party spokesman spe- said that special emphasis will be put on etiquette when dealing with dumbass foreigners
6: <laughs>
5: awesome what, am I the only one that thinks that's funny <laughs> I think it's funny too but I'm, I'm trying to recompose myself so I can read <laughs> yeah Beijing residents to be targeted in the campaign include teenagers and taxi drivers. <laughs> why the communist party spokesman say these te- groups were in special need of instruction in good manners. <laughs> <laughs> so that's story number two. Wow! Finally, story number three nailed on the job. Patrick Lawler, 23, working at a Colorado ski resort, had a little on-the-job mishap with his nail gun. After the accident, oh, Lawler yeah. had a toothache and blurry Big vision. So he goes to his dentist, who proceeds to inform him that he has a nail in his head.
0: Whoa! And I got, a, it was I got like, a little
5: visual for you, folks. If you go to shrinkster.com slash three, C as in Charlie, K as in kilo.
3: Doesn't it look like that? x-ray of when homer got the crayon stuck in his brain to
1: some degree
5: yes
3: yeah that's all i could think yeah, of. yeah only thought. probably
1: much more iq loss was involved
6: well look at the picture of the yeah. guy he he didn't have much to lose
5: <laughs> the nail shot up through his nose between his eyes before coming to a final stop four centimeters into his brain ouch a neurosurgeon at the Denver hospital said, this is the second one we've seen in this hospital where a person <laughs> was injured by the nail gun and didn't actually realize, realize the nail had been embedded in their skull. Wow. Because their
3: pain sensors got nailed. It's not Apparently.
5: Like- well, this guy had had the nail in his head for about, uh, what, 30 hours, oh I think, before he went into his dentist and said, hey, I you know, his I have dentist? This, this soreness, pain Ex- in, in my toothache.
1: mouth.
3: He said that he's stopping construction and is going to open a pizza joint. Wow, oh, you heard that? His yeah. IQ may
1: have increased. <laughs> wow.
5: Well, yeah, I would, I would go for that. Um, uh, despite his lack, now here's the here's the thing that kind of uh, seals the deal within it: is he oh, smarter no. than me or not? Because uh, you know, I'm kind of everybody now is probably thinking, well, Mark, geez, Mark, you have hot glued a Darth <laughs> Vader mask to the top of your head. <laughs> You know? So, uh, is, hours, <laughs> you know, so despite his lack of medical insurance and hospital bills approaching $100,000. Now, this is they only operated on for four hours. And if he racks up $100,000 in four hours, I'm definitely in the wrong line of work. You know, so despite his lack of medical insurance and hospital bills approaching $100,000 for four hours worth of work, his wife said her husband's in good spirits. She says, the doctor said, well, if you're going to have a nail in the brain, that's the way you want it to be. <laughs> he's the luckiest guy ever
3: he's the luckiest guy ever
5: <laughs> hey i want a nail in my brain too so he's got no I'm insurance so proud wife, of him. So he's the luckiest man so anyway that's the guy man and so awesome. you know of course you know the thing i'm thinking of is guys like that and nail guns just don't mix and i think they <laughs> ought to have a, a waiting period on nail guns <laughs> cooling off period you know I don't think guys like this should be able to just walk in and buy a bunch of nails and a nail gun.
2: <laughs> All right, Do you have so a license for the, that nail gun, idiot?
5: Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so that's the audio portion of it. Now we're going to move on to the video portion of it. Last week I showed a number of overloaded vehicles, and I've got one more this week. Okay. Shrinkster.com slash
2: 3 u. B is in beta, and U is in uniform. By the way, you know, if you go to Shrinkster.com, you'll see a, a little Mondays thing there. We didn't ask them to do that. They just started putting our little Mondays ad on there.
6: And that was very nice of them.
2: Very nice of them. Thank you, Shrinkster. So take a look at this. Take a look at this. Uh, car with luggage. luggage rack. Yeah, that yeah, is. If
5: you guys driving, uh, this is a, uh, a a car loaded with people and loaded with stuff stacked on the top. The luggage rack has probably about, I'd say, a good 15 feet of luggage just strapped up to the top of it and overflowing on the sides. It's like everything they own wow. is on this car. That's
2: beautiful. That is beautiful. No, that's
5: not that's not too bad. Um the uh, uh we'll stay on the 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 theme of the car. This guy right here is at uh, 3C3. 3C is in Charlie 3. shrinkster.com 3C3. Another one I found that was uh, oh, wow. uh at the same site which was uh, ooh, uh ooh. the guy's glad he's got a cell phone there. Oh. It's a it's a it's a long long truck that kind sp- of oh broke God. in half. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like he hit anything.
2: It just sort of broke. Well, yeah.
5: shouldn't it it's, have he's, Notice he's right there? at a railroad crossing, yeah.
2: too. Oh, oh R- geez. Yeah, you're right. That sucks. So
5: um, I got. what's funny is I, I, I got to the side that had these, these photos, and the, <laughs> um, the one that led me there, though, was this guy, who really qualifies as being dumber than me, at 3C5, 3C is in Charlie, 5, shrinkster.com. Slash /3c5 <laughs> and This guy
6: Oh, oh that's nasty. Oh, nasty. Nasty. I
3: am so not looking at any more of your <laughs> oh.
5: Yeah, you know, I should have warned you guys. This this has a this has an explicit lyrics warning on in this one. <laughs> oh, that's I was horrible. Like, oh my god. Now I you know, not only is the guy dumber than me, but the cow is also dumber
2: than me. Well- so not only does the guy have no hair, but his ass has a cowlick. So,
5: (laughs) (laughs) all right. So, yeah, that's a whole
6: new kind of cowlick. Yeah,
5: (laughs) all right. And the last one I'll do is uh, is uh, three Charlie six. This is kind of this is kind of this kind of falls into an odd category of people both smarter and dumber than me at the same time. (laughs) This is a uh, a jet powered outhouse. And this is actually something that I don't think I could build. It would take me, you know, a lot of research and development jet to do something out like out. this. But also the guy, you know, he's driving this thing. This is a, an outhouse with
2: a, uh, a jet powered. Uh, there's a. Uh, uh, oh, my God. This is unpopular drive. science. And there's plans. Yeah, for building.
6: This is an extreme tale of poo. That's what this is.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the right.
5: also gives, it kind of links to the amazing tale of poo as well. We Except have a theme for it going qu- here. doesn't quite qualify because you can't actually use it. It's a non functional outhouse. Oh. It has a toilet inside that you can sit in, uh, but it's non functional. But it
6: creates a condition where you'll want to shit yourself. Right. Really? Really?
3: How convenient. The, the,
5: the thing that's you're amazing is that you're sitting on photo, a jet engine. Yeah, is, is out the back is this exhaust pipe, and he's got wheels on it, you know, to to keep stability. Yeah, what's the fire but it's on the top? Flame from? out the back, and also out of the top, there's another exhaust and flames coming out of the top oh, out okay. of the little stack. I wondered what that was. I think it's all powered on methane. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you
5: straddle the air intake. Exactly, little <laughs> suction thing goes. The toilet just sucks on your ass, and you're stuck there. No seatbelt. What happens
6: if the door slams closed?
5: Well, they don't, they've got the specs, but they don't say like what is the you know what's the stability? You know how fast I can go in this thing. You know, before the uh, air resistance of that uh, of the you know the square leading edge of the uh, or the rectangular leading edge of the uh, the poo house
2: uh, is going to be too much. Thing that, flips over that's backwards. funny because there is no windshield. You have to open the door and leave it open. Let's
6: see where you're going. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Our hats oh, off to popular beautiful. science for that.
3: Speaking of po- popular science, can I make a Quick observation. Sure. So I'm flipping through Carl's Popular Science, and just objectively speaking, I'm looking at the ads in the back. Oh, yeah.
2: A lot of Viagra alternative ads. Yeah.
3: Get more affection from women. Increase your sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who's com- your demographic? <laughs> That's right. This is a nerd <laughs> magazine. Oh, just out of curiosity, who are you selling to?
2: <laughs> I saw one that started like, when it comes to sex, do you hold your own?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind.
2: <laughs> All right, I want to see more people dumber than you, man. You want more? All right.
5: I want more. Uh here's another one, shrinkster.com/3bv. B is in as in boy, V is in Victor. These are some uh workers that uh, should have stayed in uh, uh Shakul a little longer.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny.
5: So All right, the, so they're uh, painting. For folks listening in, they're guys yeah. painting, trying wow. to paint the word "school." And they haven't got it quite right. Well, they're painting
2: the word "school" on the on the street in large letters with a painting truck with a spray gun, <laughs> and they put the H before the C.
1: <laughs> they just finished school. the L, and they're cool. now standing
5: and looking at the H. One mm. of the guys is
1: scratching mm. his head. Does what, that do you, really what do you really look right? What do you do when you make a mistake like that? Do you pour paint thinner on the? Yeah, geez. you wash it off.
3: No, I think you you tar it over, yes. <laughs> so no one ever Jeez. knows you've done it.
1: Yeah, this is when you leave the country.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Oh, man. So, Look, so I thought that was Brett, fun. It's in Crawford, and then, Texas. Uh,
5: and then the, uh, 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 the other bonus one I've got notice. for you is uh, 3C1. C is in Charlie, 3C1 of shrinkster.com. This is uh, an experiment in duct tape. <laughs> this is why I was not in a frat house when i went in school.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Uh, I, was, uh, I wonder if that guy was drunk and then they taped he, him up there. It is so funny. The guy's got a thumbs up, right? hes
5: he, They've got a guy t- duct taped to a uh, uh, a pipe going across the top of the hallway, and everybody's cheering. But you know the guy on the bottom right's going, hey, guys, let's get out of here, man. Kager that's over right. the other frat house. And,
2: and notice there's a fire alarm next to them. I wonder if they ever you know, put those two things together and the, decided- The guy let's had re-.
5: to be up there for hours before they let him down. <laughs> that's great. Oh, uh, man. So
2: that's it, so, huh?
5: I got one more if you want. Not as good as the others, but uh, it's it's just like, you know, this kind of qualifies as kind of a, a weird one that I found here. And this is a uh, 3BX. B as in boy, X as in x-ray. This is a guy who's going for uh, the what's known as the uh, four cop swing.
2: <laughs> nah, so, yeah, yee-haw. that's weird. I wonder what that the guy's story is there. It uh, I don't... Oh, it looks like he just dropped... The, the one on the left just dropped him.
5: Wow. I don't know what's going on, man. That's...
3: So in that picture, which one of those people is dumber than you, or is it all?
5: All of them. <laughs> the four cops are like, how? the only smart guy is the cops that not, that's not holding on to him. He's the smartest one. The other three are like, how did I get this fucking job, man? If you
2: press the next button, there's a very interesting photo. <laughs> God. yeah you
6: just keep pressing next that's yeah. right
2: on the ass too yeah it's right on the ass yeah yeah <laughs> i right. missed
5: that one yeah i think that person's wearing the shorts bone backwards yeah i think so
2: yeah, i
1: think maybe All
2: right.
5: well there so, you go anyway
1: ah!
2: pe- <laughs> people dumber than mark miller
1: it's hard to believe but <laughs> they're out
2: there very good very good
1: Speakers
2: in my living room. Richard the Toy Boy. What you got for us this week, Richard? Well, I
6: got a full plethora of toys. Do you want me to focus on the funny ones, or you want to talk about some <laughs> real toys?
2: No, actually, let's talk about some real cool, ass toys. One
6: of the, one of the con- I've had a bunch of conversations recently because you know people really see me as the toy boy. I get phone calls all the time. Yep. from people saying, you know, hey, Toy Boy, what do you think of this? And for whatever reason, I've had a run on, on telephone headset technology lately. Like everybody's been asking about telephone headsets. It's, it's constant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm a Plantronics fan. I love Plantronics headsets. They make some of the best. And I wanted to show you the, the particular one I use uh, first. And I, I shrink started at 3Charlie7 okay this is a uh their cs50 which is a nice refined headset it's it's over the ear there's no box or anything attached to it it's clicked to my to my head i don't have to do anything else wow and, uh, good for eight hours on the battery and, uh, and i use this thing uh, all the time in fact i'm using it right now
2: <laughs> all right so it goes over your ear you hear and you can speak and, you can and speak. Uh,
6: that's right and the- it hooks up to a telephone so the, this style of headset is sort of the professional style that it's yeah. actually, you You plug the handset of the phone into it, and then you use a lifter to lift up the phone so that your regular phone works the way it always does, but then you also have this headset option that you can use.
2: Do you? Um, does it have Bluetooth? Because that's like the the rage.
6: That's not a with Bluetooth wireless. headset. That one there is a regular phone headset. And they,
2: Oh, wait a minute, though. Eight hours of wireless hands-free talk time. So this isn't something you use with a cell phone. You use this with your regular home phone. you use it
6: regular phone. That's right. Ah, okay. So, you know, the, you know, I work from home most of the time, and you need your hands free to type, so right. you wear a headset. And uh, same thing when you're doing a radio show over the internet. You, you, need, you need to uh, wear a headset. It's an easier way to work. So this is I like that. This is the best headset I've found so far. It's very compact. It's quite comfortable. You can wear it all day. Very, very light. And uh, uh, it's been absolutely excellent for me. They've got a new product. And if I send you over wow. to Shrinkster again to 3Charlie8... Uh, to, uh, it'll look very familiar but this what i like about this one this is a great idea because people are getting into skype right you know these pc based telephone systems and the mm-hmm. problem of course is that you got those crappy uh speakers and uh, and headphones this yeah. is basically the same kind of headset the cs headset except it's usb oh so you plug it into your pc hmm. it'll work with skype
2: interesting sweet
6: isn't that cool that, that is, is cool. cool.
2: Yeah, it's or a, it's or a very you could clever product, or you could actually use it to record, you know, for .Net Rocks or, for, or you something. You
5: could like use that.
6: it to record for .Net
5: Rocks.
2: Yeah, but it's a great combination of,
5: of wireless and audio and USB.
6: Well, this is you know you want to talk about voice over IP PC based phones coming of age when a guy company like Plantronics makes a headset for it
1: yeah this company's been making headsets for what at least 20 oh, yeah. years now yeah right? forever
6: they are the best and, and you know what products are not cheap either but you tell the difference in the sound quality and uh, the reliability of these things like they last a long long time I've, I've only gone through i've been using telephone headsets for for 10 plus years and this the cs50 is my second one you know, i used yeah. an old TriStar hl10 forever and it finally said oh it's time to move on
2: you know, Jeff, um, this might be a good solution for uh, you know, um, a good alternative to the to the big microphone for uh podcasters who are remote.
1: Yeah, you know what we may want to do, we may just want to get somebody to, uh, you know, see see what see what the sound is really like or off m- one of we these. We might want to
2: just get one and
1: check yeah. it out. Sure. Yeah, let's do that.
6: Well, yeah, your to- toy boy delivering services That's right it. here. <laughs> so, it's uh, a good product.
2: Maybe for for a plug to plantronics, maybe they'd just send us one cuz yeah. we talked about it.
6: I'll have to send them a copy of the show. Yeah, we'll send them yeah. a
2: copy
5: of the Especially show. Especially
6: The right? Amazing Tales of Pooh. They'll love to have their product associated with that. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Plantronics
5: and Pooh. segment being
2: cut in the near future. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's see some bad toys. You want a bad toy? Yeah.
6: And, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to feel like I need to start a bit called Stupid Japanese Toys because <laughs> I am in awe of the sheer volume of stupid Japanese toys that there are. Sure, that, I think it should be
5: called I think it should be called a stupid happy Japanese toys. There you
6: go. Stupid happy Japanese USB toys. Now, my latest example of this, 3 Charlie9, Shrinkster.com, 3 Charlie9. This is only the latest example. You know, it just keeps coming. Every time I go and look, I find yet another one of these things. Now I've seen this thing before. Okay, it's one of those head scratcher things. Yeah, I've seen this before, It's got the little metal arms, and you poke it down on your head, and you move it, and and it sort of scratches your head. This one plugs into your computer. It's USB (laughs) power. It's a vibrating head scratcher.
2: Oh, jeez. There you Uh, go. That's
5: not a head scratcher.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm doing it
1: wrong. Yeah, I've seen pictures of that thing. sounds
2: kind of good. It
1: does have an option for, for batteries. That's, you know... But it's nice that you have that sort of flexibility.
6: Just plug it into your laptop.
3: I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs)
5: Yikes.
3: (laughs) Seriously. So I'm going to invent a little
5: counterpart, a USB-powered dandruff catcher.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've never had it vibrate, but the, the spider hair playing thing, seriously, it's the best thing ever.
5: Yeah, Karen, you're going to back me up on this, right? This is not a head scratcher.
3: Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Karen, look at the picture. It's not a head She's scratcher. She's got some sparks coming off her. It's a USB-powered... What are those cone things?
1: That's called, I just discovered Photoshop.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: USB-powered Will Ferrell head yeah. scratcher. No, I... See, down. if you scroll
5: down the bottom of the page, it says, look, we'll send it to you in an unmarked, discreet, shipped package.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, what else you got, man? In
6: All the right. bad toy we department. To, in the category of toys over the top. <laughs> Here we go. Shrinkster.com slash 3 Alpha. The company... He's called hmm. Force Dynamics. Oh
2: wow! They
6: are now making home three-dimensional motion seat systems.
1: Oh my! For God. driving
6: uh, car race games.
1: Wow! Wow! They
6: run ten to thirty grand.
1: What games? As soon does as it you're support- buying an
6: interface for a car game that costs more than a car, <laughs> yeah. there's something wrong with you. okay for the price of this fly down to vegas do the richard petty challenge just stop doing it
5: (laughs) this is wrong it does seem a little overpriced doesn't it it
3: seems a little where do you put that in your home i mean especially you live in japan and you're gonna put stick that into your house
6: Oh, this is not a Japanese thing. This is definitely an American thing. This is something you should be putting in
2: your living room. Oh, yeah, it's not okay. happy enough to be a Japanese Jesus, thing. this thing's
6: taller than my nobody's
3: mom's like standing
0: frame.
1: <laughs> yeah, this thing is serious. This is bigger than my mom's standing frame. For the kind of footprint this thing takes up, you can you can stand up if you're a crippled person. A or you can have a seat. That What's up with <laughs> a little
2: fucking steering wheel, though? Why what is that? I, I,
6: uh, I think that's just an idea of how big this thing is. No, the wheel looks that small. No. It comes with its own projector screen. attached the to the measurements? It,
5: for crying out loud! It's kind of, but look it's, how big kind of the seat is. Uh,
2: uh, simulator yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but look in how it. big the seat is. That's like that tells it is me a how small d- wheel.
3: Does it vibrate? <laughs> it probably it
2: does. Oh, it vibrates. Yeah. It yes. vibrates
6: for thirty thousand bucks. <laughs> it <laughs> better
3: vibrate.
1: <laughs>
2: better give me an orgasm.
1: It <laughs> or better give me twenty. <laughs>
8: Oh, man. That's a lot Am of I money right? per it's orgasm. That's over the top. That's, the <laughs> That's top. a really that expensive way, orgasm way you're having. over
3: the
6: top. All right. All right. I got one left for you. This one actually brought to you by Jeff the Sound Man. showed it to me earlier today. You're welcome. Like, uh, first, It's another Japanese toy, but this, this is a Japanese toy that I must have. In fact, <laughs> I need to buy a dozen of these. <laughs> Shrinkster.com slash
1: 3CharlieBeta. That's 3CB for all the rest of you who 3CB. have no idea what he's talking
3: about. Charlie Beta.
1: Charlie Beta. Live
3: Charlie door. Bravo. Oh, yeah. This, Bravo. Is, oh, yeah. This, is, this, is,
5: this is my favorite, man. This all is right.
6: the greatest thing in the world. All of my geek friends need one of these for Christmas. This is why what I say I need a dozen of these. I got to find a way to get one. All right. I don't and know what, what this is. is. It's a little like six-inch by six-inch box mm. that's like a self-destruct button.
2: It's, well, got plus it's got a key
6: lock f- switch. It's got a couple of toggle switch. It has got the flip up cover with the big red button with the yellow and black bars <laughs> around
1: it. And it's got a skull and crossbones. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's a beautiful thing. <sighs> and it's
6: four thousand yen, which at current exchange rate is less than thirty dollars US.
5: It's sweet, oh, man. Okay. Does it have one of those countdowns I that stop it. just like at two seconds or one second?
6: Right, absolutely. Like That's in galaxy. galaxy if you're making a, a James Bond movie, <laughs> you need one of these. See, oh, yeah. I actually
5: need two. So when you know James mm-hmm. Bond gets the first. First one, I go, ah, and I hit the other one. You know,
3: <laughs>
2: I'm looking at the documentation, <laughs>
5: and it's, uh,
3: <laughs> I love the doc- it's a little That's hard right. to
2: read, but
6: yeah, but well, it's all Japanese. These are more Japanese toys, yeah. But I gotta get me one of these. I, ref- I gotta learn this Japanese, one. I think. Yeah, I'm going because they're obviously having more fun than we, yeah. Are. Just i just gonna read these
5: <laughs>
2: things. All right, what else you got?
5: Okay, Last one.
6: my final category in the category of people who really frighten me. <laughs> Shrinkster.com 3. Charlie Echo C E.
2: The Monday's listener is getting a lot of uh, bang for their buck this week. This is a lot of value here. I'm working hard. Now, you know, this is a toy.
6: Without a question.
5: This is like a giant dick simulator. It really (laughs) does look like it. Does it vibrate? 12 foot
6: long thing called the, uh, what the heck is this thing This called? guy isn't the compensating for anything, is he? device. It's supposed to be able to see through walls. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. he, He's, he wants to be a
5: superhero, man. He's like, I can see through walls with my dick.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and my giant eye. Is that what's on the end of it? I don't know.
5: That's a shield for the radiation or something. I think it's an action shot. I think there's something squirting out at the end of that.
2: <laughs> i think it's just kind of blurry and frozen there i, think I didn't notice that but oh, you're right man. there is something emitting out of the end of this something's coming Tuber. out of the end of it anyway
6: <laughs> if you actually read the piece it's fairly long he sounds so bloody serious about the fact that this thing's supposed to be actually able to see through walls and he's talked to MIT and he's talked to governments and all these things and there's covert help involved and they've got all this money in it and, and so on and so on. And then about halfway through you go, this is bullshit. Oh, it must be. This is crap. You've got to be kidding. Forget it. This is all ridiculous. There's no way. And I, and I, and to support my case that this is crap, let me show you one more link related to this, which is shrinkster.com slash 3CF, so Charlie Foxtrot, and it's actually a picture of the inventor. And I think the picture itself says it all. This is a picture of a man who's full of
2: it. Wow, oh my God! What? You know his face didn't look like that before he's he started working like, on this thing.
5: He's
3: got like his, two faces. One, it looks like a mask on his normal. It's kind of face. like a
5: butt upside down. <laughs> <laughs> his frontal lobes have descended seriously far down, man. I wonder if he's got a nail in his head and he doesn't know it yet.
2: <laughs> There's more pictures there. That's just the third of five. Actually, I'm looking at of oh, himself. Oh man. Oh, this is so funny!
6: Oh, the, the kicker—you know what really tips you over the edge when you realize this thing is really crap—is that halfway through the story he admits that he saw the design in a dream. Really?
5: He's—is that what's on this? In this, on the left of this picture, that looks like uh, uh, one of those samurai swords.
2: Oh wow! On the left, which where?
5: What? On the, uh, on the first picture, on the, on this on the, picture with the, uh, the picture of the guy with the frontal lobes. Oh, 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 so there's yeah. something sticking up. It looks like he's got like... Uh, oh, I thought it was a bottle of beer.
3: Yeah, it's a bottle of beer, right? No,
5: no, it's a sword. I, I think it's a oh. handle for a sword, man. You're right. And he's got some illustration on the back. It says, kill all... I can't quite read the rest of what it says. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a psycho, man. Anyway,
6: there's five pictures there, so you can get a full look at how outrageous this whole thing is.
5: That's a and wow. uh,
6: I don't know what ca is all about, but they're obviously willing to publish anything. Must have been a slow news day when this guy yeah.
2: got his airtime. Well, listen, guys, it's been a fun show. And uh, I want to uh, thank you all for participating. Thanks to the listeners and Jeff Maceiolik out there in his back there in the sound room doing a great job this week. Karen Greenwald, thank you. You're welcome. Richard, you hey, rock, for man. Playing. You totally rock. Mark, you're insane as always. Hope to see you next week. Goodbye. Have a great week, y'all. Love each other. Do good things.